Paul was done working in the mine. So many men had died in that worthless pit, he decided he'd rather be a gravedigger than spelunk for more coal. The graves always need digging, he used to say. The morbid nature of the work didn't bug him none. One night, Pa, Schlemmy, and Slim was all digging in a cemetery late. <laughs> Stop. They all spotted something strange. They saw something jumping tree to tree. Its furious red eyes menaced them in the dimming light outside. The men thought what they saw was a creature, but three days and 46 lost souls later. Pa Schlemmy and Slim realized what they saw was a harbinger of death and an omen of peril. Mothman lives. Welcome to Yo, I read so many stories that and like they weren't clear. Like some people said that the first people to see Mothman were gravediggers. Some said it was f- like volunteer firefighters. Some said that it was like a like a couple that were in a car. So it's like no one's really sure who saw Mothman first. And we'll get to it. We'll get into it. But yeah, because technically it could have started a long time ago, but then it wasn't reported until the 1900s. Yeah, at least. But that uh, that was just um what, my how I imagined. Pa. <laughs> no, they're in West Virginia, dude. This is Paw Country. Pa was done working. <laughs> pa was done working. Do you do that at your house? Do I? Yeah. Do I? Do I sear my scrotum? Yeah. No. <laughs> no, I don't. Scrotum sears. No. Come into a town near you. No, I scrub that thing like it's going on eBay, and then I leave it alone. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, I scrub that thing like it's going on eBay. Yo, if a girl told me that as she was pulling down her pants, I'd fucking, I would order the Uber right then. <laughs> I'm like, I gotta make a quick call to the emergency and just never, never come back. If she said that, the Uber probably came with her. Scrub that thing. Damn, that should be a t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that is really funny. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Dude, I don't know if you guys I don't know if you guys are into eBay, but the eBay has a special thing called eBay Motors. It's just for finding a perfect car for you. I know this sounds like a commercial, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Dude, I love getting on there and looking at cars that have no absolutely no business buying. I don't, I don't want to do the smelling salt, Jake. Make car do it when he comes. Talent, you kinda of want to try it. Do you want to try it? I want to try it. <sighs> what is it? I just don't I gave it to a guy at work, and it was he was he felt weird about it. Yo, <laughs> <laughs> what? How did they bring it up? Are you like, hey, crack this and sniff it? I, I'm just fucking weird, dude. I don't know. Yeah, you are weird. We were like standing it. outside my car talking like he's we're friends and uh, like we're friends. We were doing a good pretend like we were friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're like work friends. I've never hung out with them after outside of work, but we were talking and we were outside of the jeep, and I opened the jeep, and they were sitting on the seat because I had just found them. I was excited about it. And I was like, hey, you want to try smelling salt? <laughs> and he's like, what? <laughs> and I was like, do you want to try one of these? And I like showed him the bottle like he would know what it was. And he's like, I don't know what that is, man. And I was like, it's not drugs. It's like smelling, it's ammonia. <laughs> See, if any conversation, it's not drugs. Like, ooh, this isn't good. Yeah. And then, of course, I hand him this. I was like, do you want to try one? <laughs> you just sniff it. Did he do it? He didn't do it there. He took it. Actually. Oh, yeah. He, he threw, threw it away. It. Yeah. He left it in his pocket and he washed it in the washing machine. Yeah. He's probably never going to talk to me again, which is fine. A victory. What? What? You got a victory out of it. So you don't got to talk to that guy. Oh, I thought that was the name oh, of the yeah. brand. You were like looking at that smelling salt when you said it, and I was like, a victory. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, show me how this is done, Jake. So you just, like I would cup it in your hand and squeeze it like right in the middle. Are you doing one too? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Because if you didn't and you fucking did him... <laughs> You just described it and then you made him do it and didn't do it. You would be the asshole. No, I don't want to do it. Okay. Just cup it and sniff really hard. Oh, shit. You got to sniff hard or it's going to dissipate. <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, 
That was the worst one I've done. It's not good. Is it supposed to look like blood? Oh, no. Dude, you're leaking. Just kidding. Did you think you were bleeding? No. Oh. Oh. I thought I cut my finger on it. Smell like the pool? Uh, no. Your eyes look watery. Yeah, it's making my eyes water for sure. Uh, I wouldn't say the pool. Jake, why do you even like it? (laughs) I don't know. I just think it's funny. (laughs) It tells me that my left nostril's working and my right isn't. Mine too. Yeah, just it just went in my left. Maybe you have the same dad. You know what that is? Sorry, man. What? No, you're good. You can do another one if you want to try it again. No, sorry about having the same dad. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Just go now. Who's tussling on the floor? (laughs) (laughs) I just vacuumed the floor. It's okay. No one notices. No one noticed. I vacuumed though. That's why the vacuum was back here when I vacuumed up those wasps. Oh, that was bad. For those of you guys listening, I came, we came to our garage today and there were four wasps buzzing around. So I just vacuumed them up in my shop vac. And now I have a, a plastic bag taped over the nozzle. Like it's the fucking ghost box <laughs> and Ghostbusters and they're going to fly out. So hopefully they die soon and they don't get out while we're doing the podcast. Yeah, he thought instead of humanely freeing them outside that we... So they'll just fly back in there. They came from outside. Fuck them. I, listen, I feel bad for bees. I want to do that to a bee, but fuck wasps. Yeah, wasps don't do really. Your eyes are so watery. Maybe they age age bad with time. Maybe it'll make your brain dead. They might, and they've been sitting in a hot car. Ooh. Oh, nice. Not good. Yeah, good I'm sure it's fine. I, I watched on, uh, on Tubi, I watched The Wonderful World of Whites. And it's just, <laughs> yeah, you would. Oh, dude, it's just such. I've seen it before, and I saw it again, and I shouldn't have watched it again. And there's, it's about these hillbillies in West Virginia. And, dude, this guy talks about how part of his brain is dead because he sniffed gasoline for 10 years. 10 years, he would smell the gasoline like as a hobby. Uh-huh. And I'm like, damn, that's not wise. Like, gasoline's bad for you, dog. Yeah, that first whiff, though, is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> you can't blame him. <laughs> can't blame him, right? <laughs> yeah, when you're filling up at King Supers, it's one thing, but it's another thing to go obtain gasoline. And I heard a comedian <laughs> talk about it once, and he's like, dude, gas seems cheap unless you're buying it as a drug. He's like, what other drug can you buy by the fucking gallon? I'm like, damn, that's a really good point. That's true, but like, at what point, like, can you just buy like a pint of gasoline and sniff it? And just buy I think the, a gas pint? station attendant will ask questions. Be like, yeah, you owe me seventy five cents. Well, but what the watch fuck, me man? While I like fill up my car and then pull out <laughs> my hip flask. <laughs> <laughs> you know? We watched like a Emily and I watched a My Strange Addiction where it was a lady addicted to sniffing gas. <laughs> and it fucked her up, like messed up her synopsis and stuff. Was she happy? Huh. She didn't look happy. Oh. I'm sure she felt great when she was getting a whiff of the G. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch the one where he's addicted to the, what's it called, like duster? Oh, air duster for like cleaning your keyboard? Yeah. Oh, Ooh, that's and it hard. makes their voice like really deep. Yeah. So he's like, oh, yeah, that's the good stuff. <laughs> His voice sounds like demonic. It's crazy. Dude, that is like. A step-by-step fucking how-to guide on how to be dumber and have a shitty life. Dude, if you sniff anything that's like comes out of a can and it's not fucking cheese you're putting on a cracker, it's like, bro, it's not good for you, dog. And even then, that shit's pretty suspect, too. I don't think cheese should come out of a nozzle, but it's delicious. Too bad it's good. (laughs) (laughs) I don't make the rules. I used to work with a guy that sniffed spray paint, and he said there were certain colors of spray paint that was better. I bet. Like gold Smell was better. like the best. So Lowe's was always watching for people buying gold spray paint. That explains a lot. Yeah. I don't know why. I guess whatever's in the color. <laughs> I don't know. Dude, if you can smell the difference in spray paint, you need to chill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you need to chill. That's not gold. Yeah. I bet he couldn't name like a congressman. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, Talon, do you think if you got, you know, like Fruity Pebbles, the off-brand, and the bag. If you got a bag of Fruity Pebbles, the off-brand, and then a box of Fruity Pebbles, could you tell the difference between the two? I don't think so. I'd be For pretty... real? I, I Listen, it's been a long time, first off, since I've bought name-brand cereal, because that shit doesn't <laughs> yeah, last a day too. in my house. Said. But I would just be so happy to have Fruity Pebble-esque product. Dude, <laughs> Dino Bites? Is what you th- they're Dino Bites, right? Dino Bites, yeah. 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 Dino, Dino Bites. Bites are the shit. Yeah. And I, I don't know that I could tell the difference between Dino Bites and Fruity Pebbles, but their shit that is off-brand, I could be like, oh, this is... Di-. Like, Coke and Pepsi, I could tell Coke and Pepsi. And Carter was saying all this shit that you couldn't tell the difference between Coke and Pepsi. Oh, you definitely can. Yeah, definitely. But, like, dude, but, like, Fruity Pebbles and, like, Dino Bites, I couldn't tell. Do you know uh, Coke and Pepsi... 
if they're doing a blind taste test, people like Coke better because it's not as sweet. But then the advertising for Pepsi is better, so yeah. Pepsi gets more sales. Yeah, it's bananas. Well, I remember hearing something at some point that Coke was like clobbering for years and years and years and years, and then Pepsi's come up behind. But yeah, it's crazy because you get people that like admit that they like the taste of Coke. Yeah. But they go for Pepsi all the time. That is weird. I love, dude, if I had one or the other, I don't drink soda, but I would definitely pick Coke just because I respect them as a brand. They did a lot of cool stuff in the civil rights movement. I thought it was dope. Oh, did they? Yeah. Okay. They're based in Atlanta. Little known fact. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Coke is a shit. But they also supplied Fanta, the orange drink, to the Nazis so they could still sell the Nazis drink <laughs> during World War II. So maybe- and they probably poisoned Georgia <laughs> yeah. with whatever their byproducts are from making Coke. Yeah, maybe fuck them. But you know, unless they want to sponsor us, and then if they do, we'll drink Powerade. Like, remember, uh, remember they used to sponsor American Idol and they were always like drinking Coke? Like during the judge things, they had like a big cup of like Coke. Uh, no. Oh, well, they did. And I'd, I would, we'll sell out to anybody. Loose walls. <laughs> Fuck it, dude. Fuck it. I don't we'll care. just go back and delete all this. Yeah, I don't, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, this doesn't have to make it to Dude, anyone. anything just shy of like where I have to wipe it off of a baby duck because it got spilled into the Gulf, like I'll, I'll, I'll support for money. <laughs> I still have a prize. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just huge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know that's even that much. <laughs> <laughs> Jake's like hundreds of dollars. I'll quit this fucking place right now. Before we get started, I'm Clinton. I'm Jake. I'm Talon. We got Talon in for a second time. Second Woo-hoo! dose of Talon. We didn't get clean the first time, so we got to kick it. It's like a breakup, you know? It's like it takes a couple of times. Like we were fighting really bad and people were like, ooh, this isn't going to work out. But it's like I'm packing my shit and I'm getting in good shape. Like you can tell I'm about to move on. Yeah. Anyway, this is <laughs> Gucci's season two, episode four. Before we get going, I want to say follow us on Instagram at Gucci's Podcast. Email us at Gucci's Podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Gucci's Podcast. Though our Twitter is not popping. I'm going to be honest with you. I can work harder on our Twitter for sure. Yeah, we're mostly on Instagram if you yeah, guys want to. Mostly on Instagram. Uh, so uh, we're going to be covering a very controversial topic. And I'm really glad I, I went to college so that I could write this. Uh, the Mothman prophecies and, and Mothman in general. Uh, but the source material we're using is the Mothman Pro- prophecies by John Keel. Um, the episode that we're doing is actually the Mothman diaries. <laughs> That's what I named it on the Google Doc. Oh, okay, I was gonna say we're just we're doing the Mothman. The Mothman prophecy is just a movie. Yeah, that's true. And we didn't get any information off that, so I don't know. Why the, I don't know. Why is it? That's source? the book. That's the book. Oh, the book. By the John book Keel. that they based oh, okay. the movie on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> our sources today, our sources are the story behind the legendary Mothman said to terrorize West Virginia, and that's on all that's interesting by Jacqueline Anglis. And then the Mothman prophecies by John Keel, and then also a website AmericanHauntingsInc.com. Oh, I use that one too. Yeah, when I was looking it yeah, up, I thought it one. said American Haunting Sink, and I was like, "Oh fuck, ghosts out of the drain, huh?" It is Haunting Sink, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that is funny because it's spelled I and K instead of I and C. Yeah, and then I, uh, also Wikipedia, as always. Yep, Wikipedia. We're on there all times, and I tried to start a Wikipedia for my friend Nick, and I put all these lies on there about him. And it didn't take off. I thought it would, and it would like he'd eventually hear about it. But it's been like two years, and he hasn't mentioned it once. But I put on there that he was related to like he like he was related to all these controversial people throughout history <laughs> <laughs> and shit. Who? Nick, Uh-oh. our buddy Nick, the tall one that talks goofy and is our friend. Yeah, I put I made a Wikipedia page about him a long time ago with all dude the the craziest false information you had like, and I also put that he is the spot like had a. Was like implicated in the death of Robin Williams and <laughs> shit. And dude, like he never fucking I didn't even tell you. He never fucking heard about it. Someone got a hold of me and they were like, like someone I know online. Uh huh. Because I was telling everyone about the podcast and uh-huh. like trying to get people to listen to the podcast. Thank you. And uh, one of my friends got a hold of me and they were like, Talon, uh, you know, you're so cool and you've always been so nice and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, hey, you know, don't know how to handle compliments. And they were like, you know, I don't care what happened to you in your past, you know, since you met Clint on parole and all this stuff. Because, like, when you, oh, start, when you start out, you're like, yeah, me and Talon met on parole and, and all this stuff. And I was like, okay, okay. No. It's <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, no, like, no. Yeah, maybe we no. should stop saying oh, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were just joking. Yeah, no, no, no. That Me and Talon, uh, he, he's friends with my brother-in-law. We became friends. So it's like, 
Yeah, it's not through parole. <laughs> yeah, this is what we wrote down to make up, to cover up all that information. <laughs> yeah. That's so, he has so funny, yeah. dude. That's. I was like, no, what? No, we're good. That's yeah. so. <laughs> Nothing's ever happened. I've like, been caught for anything. They're like, listen, you could you can be a changed person. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. They we're, reached out to help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> listen, <laughs> you tell them. Redemption is never beyond you. So, I. Uh, Point Pleasant was originally home to Native Americans and eventually occupied by French settlers. Settlers is in quotation marks because it's land thieves. In 2010, <laughs> 4,350 people lived in the small town that is Point Pleasant, West Virginia. The town sits at the meeting point of three rivers. The rivers border West Virginia from Ohio. George Washington visited the village that would become Point Pleasant and described it as follows. I want to read this correct because it's from our... From our good, our good king. This, he was a, this country <laughs> abounds in buffalo and wild game of all kinds, as also in all kinds of wild fowl. There being in the bottoms a great many small grassy ponds or lakes, which are full of swans, geese, ducks of different kinds. That is the 1770 equivalent of saying this place is lit and the girls is fine. <laughs> Dude, all he does is describe like the wildlife. You know what I mean? He doesn't say shit about, like, the people are friendly. That is weird, like, discovering America and, like, the different places and being like, oh, yeah, that's a nice-ass river over there. Well, fuck yeah, these hills are rolling, baby. That's a nice moose. So the the Wikipedia page on this place is fucking crazy. It's like history, landscape, and Mothman. That's directly, <laughs> like it tells you like a little bit about the town. Dude, there's so much devoted to Mothman, though. And then it goes right back to like being regular, like climate. <laughs> like that's what it goes to. That would be like if you were telling someone about all the people you slept with, and you were like Lacey Smith, Jane Jones, the entire 2004 Pittsburgh Steelers offensive line, Wendy Adams. Like you just fucking glaze over it. <laughs> like that's fucking that's crazy just to throw Mothman in there. It also was a ton of racist shit that happened in this place. And when I was reading it, I was like, it seemed like the town from Parks and Rec. You know how they like keep going to the murals and it's like a cannon pointed out of a Native American and shit? It's exactly yeah. like that. Like the shit they describe, I'm like, dude. It's like, it was like, not only did they do all the terrible shit to the indigenous people there, which we're not condoning, but they also like did all this civil war shit. It's like, it just kept happening. I'm like, what the fuck? They were on the right side of the civil war though, I think. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure they were. So we're going to start with Chief Cornstock. Uh, we probably should have put his Shawnee. Name. It'll go in there. Okay. It's in there. Okay. So Chief Cornstock was a Shawnee leader in Ohio County in the 1760s and 1770s. His name in the Shawnee language was Okalesqua. Clint's Shawnee name is Corn Beef. In 1763, Chief Cornstock reportedly <laughs> literate against British American colonists in Pontiac's War. Pontiac's War was launched in 1763 in the Great Lakes region after policies by British General Jeffrey Amherst were imposed. Eight forts were destroyed and hundreds of colonists were killed or captured. Native Americans were unable to drive away the Brits, but the fight prompted the British government to modify some policies. Chief Cornstalk was surrendered to the British as part of the peace negotiations that ended that war. When British American colonies started to expand, Chief Cornstalk played a major part in defending the Shawnee homeland. He was the primary Shawnee war chief in Lord Dunmar's War in 1774. He led native warriors against colonists in the Battle of Point Pleasant, also known as the Battle of Kanawha. Dude, Point Pleasant sounds like a shithole. I'm not being yeah. mean, but like Point Pleasant, Point Bummery. The Battle of Kanawha, which was the only major action in Dunmar's War. October 10th, Virginia militia and Shawnee and Mingo warriors battled along the Ohio River near modern-day Point Pleasant, West Virginia. After a furious battle, the militia and a second force led by Lord Dunmar, the royal bastard governor of Virginia, marched into the Ohio Valley to convince Cornstalk to agree to a treaty that ended the war. 75 Virginians, not virgins, were killed in the battle. <laughs> Is that what it says, virgins? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Shawnee carried away their uh, wounded and threw many of their dead into the river, so their losses aren't uh, known. Cornstalk became an advocate for the Shawnee neutrality in the American Revolutionary War that began in 1775. A lot of Shawnee still fought with the Americans, but Chief Cornstalk feared that fighting the Americans would be devastating for the Shawnees. So this dude's pretty fucking dope. He's like a political leader there. 
He's like well respected as fuck and like a fierce warrior. It's just fucked up because they were just fighting like a battle. They weren't gonna win, yeah. so it's really sad. And it's their homeland. So I know, it's dude. Fucked up. It's like someone just comes and takes your shit. In 1777, he made a diplomatic visit to Fort Randolph in Virginia to learn about American intentions. He and three others were imprisoned by the fort's commander. Clint made a fort once, intending to capture women, but sadly, they never came. So while Cornstalk and his friends were detained, a militiaman was killed by natives in the fort's vicinity. Although he obviously wasn't killed by Cornstalk or his men, angry soldiers executed them. His murder enraged the Shawnee and took away an important voice of moderation. Supposedly, Cornstalk was shot eight times before falling to the floor. As he lay dying in a smoke-filled room, he was said to have pronounced a legendary curse. He looked his killers in the eyes and pronounced, I was the border man's friend. Many times I have saved him and his people from harm. I never warred with you, but only to protect our wigwams and lands. I refused to join your pale-faced enemies and redcoats. I came to the fort as your friend, and you murdered me. You have murdered my side, my young son. For this, may the curse of the Great Spirit rest upon this land. May it be blighted by nature. May it even be blighted in its hopes. May the strength of its people be paralyzed by the stain of our blood. He laid his head down and added with his last breath, May Clinton's family be cursed with the smallest corn stalks of all. Hey, yo, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> fuck y'all. Dude, that's some like hard ass shit to say as you're dying, bro. Like, For being shot eight times? Dude, he had, dude, he didn't have anything to do with it. He was like imprisoned. And then, like, in the area, this dude gets killed by Native Americans. And so, like, they get pissed. They bust into his chamber, blast him, blast his son, and blast this other dude, too. And they all get killed. And, like, as he's dying, he lays on a curse, which is fucking wild. Because one time I got hit with a hot bag of garbage when I was throwing up in the middle of the street because I was drunk in front of a Taco Bell. And he hit me right in the chest with this big old bag of garbage. And there's a Toyota 4Runner. And I couldn't think of anything clever to say. So I just said, cock, real loud. It's like I didn't utter a curse, but that would have been hard. You started. You got to start somewhere, Clint. <laughs> this guy was shot eight times by like the most primitive rifles known to man. Yeah, they were just shredded him to pieces, and he still busted out like. Uh, uh, it's fucking. That's dope, dude. Respect, respect. respect. Uh, the sources on this are really bad, though. So I oh yeah, I don't think oh this yeah. Is true at all. And, well, he might have said, "Well, you know, curses on this land or something." You don't know. Maybe like we know he got murdered and like didn't kill the militiaman and got murdered because of it. Yeah, but this whole thing like it starts with. It was just him. He came. He was definitely there at the fort. But in this source, it said that his son came. And I don't know that he even had a son, but supposedly his son came. And his son was, like, climbing up the chimney when uh, the militiamen came and shot him. And, and I don't think any of this is true. Like, I don't think any of this happened. Like, he got shot eight times. And as the room filled with smoke. Yeah, it is pretty dramatic. <laughs> yeah, but pretty dramatic. if it did happen and that, like... He's like, dude, write that down really quick. He's like, fuck, what did he say? Like, I can't really remember. He's like, just, just fucking write it, Ryan. Yeah, how would these Ring dumbasses know? Yeah. They're not going to remember what he said. But it's a pretty sick curse. If that is what he said, that's badass. That's fucking hard, yeah. bro. Especially the last part. Yeah. Like, fuck yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. I think it worked, too, Clint. To be ah, explains a lot. <laughs> that pediatrician was befuddled. Little did he know he was dealing with curses. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, man, this is small. I want to call it like a, it's like a little corn stock. <laughs> uh, we did, in fifth grade, we did a, a thing like with Native Americans where some people were British and some people were Native Americans in our social studies class. And we had to like earn our feathers a special way, like a, a story of bravery. And like some people went on nature vision walks and like some people killed like a big buffalo and shit. And for mine, I burned down the British village <laughs> in the nighttime, dude, with arrows, flaming arrows from afar. And, like, burned him down and ran him out and saved our village. And all my, like, crew was pumped. And I remember I told my dad. And I remember he was he laughed so hard. He's like, that's what you think bravery is? And he's like, man, dude, that's pretty chicken shit. Did you just burn down their village in the middle of the night? And I was like, dude, I don't know. I thought I was in fifth grade. I thought it was hard. I thought I was, like, fucking repping my set out here. And what was your name? The Flying Pig. You didn't have to bring that up. <laughs> right, dude? I don't know other words. I could have said boar, the flying boar, but I know what the word for boar was when I was in fifth grade. Mine was worse. Mine was sing song. I had some dumb story about me singing. Oof. 
Yeah, it was. Stuff. I'd rather be so the flying stupid. pig than sing song. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me and Boris back here, fucking keeping it real. So Cornstalk's death didn't directly lead to a battle, but it led to a major distrust of the Americans who were supposedly trying to make good with the Shawnee. Cornstalk's sister moved to Fort Randolph after his death to be an interpreter and continue to promote peace. Patrick Henry, the first American governor of Virginia, was pissed about Cornstalk's execution and demanded that this vile assassin be brought to a justice. Think about the word assassin, and that doesn't seem nearly as cold. That's just the thought that I was thinking of. If you look at assassin, it's ass-assin. Ass-assin. I was just out here ass-assin. I was just out here ass-assin. Oh, anyway, that's not as funny. (laughs) (laughs) He's typing it out. He's like comedic gold. (laughs) No, because I was typing. I was like, is that how you spell assassin? It's just ass-assin? Anyway. I'm fucking dumb. The killers were eventually brought to trial, but none of the other soldiers would testify against them, and they were all acquitted, which is sadly not a surprise at all. I don't think any of us thought he was going to be brought to justice. Yeah. Cornstock was originally buried at Fort Randolph, but in 1840, his grave was rediscovered and his remains were moved to the Mason County Courthouse grounds. The courthouse was torn down in 1954 and his remains were moved again to two Indy Wee, or Way. I'm not sure. Uh, State Park, the site of the Battle of Point Pleasant, which seems to be a little misguided. Like, why would they? Why not give it back to his people? Uh, two Indy Wee refers to the Wayandot Indian phrase, meaning the point between two waters in English. Fun fact, the Battle of Point Pleasant has been recognized as the first battle of the American Revolutionary War by the National Society of Daughters of the American Revolutionary War, also known as the DAR. The DAR is that group of mean old rich ladies that Rory's grandmother belonged to in the show Gilmore Girls. Because <laughs> I've been watching that a lot with my wife. Anyway, another fun fact, Clint's head is too big to wear hats. That's, Local legends you, around... <laughs> listen, dude, that's... Fuck you, I man. thought you were going to be a lot more pissed. I wish I could wear hats. I can only wear snapbacks since I'm the last, like, snap. Yeah. And it doesn't look right, dude. Oh, it looks... Think? It's like when he wears a hat, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> like, just imagine a hat, like, stretched out to where it looks... Like. I have a big head. What the fuck do you want me to do? I got it's need... almost laying flat on his head. Dude, by the time he dude you off. have a big-ass forehead to be talking about having fucking heads, dude. I can wear hats, though. You have a one, two, three, four, five forehead, dude. Fuck you. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just saying with, like, little fancy footwork with a stapler and you can get a little extra size out of a hat, too. What do you mean? Well, you could like take it and. Have you done this? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Dude, you know how fucking stupid just I would to be look? helpful. <laughs> if I went on a date and someone's like, "Hey, is your hat stapled together because your hat's so fat?" Why don't I just unfucking hook it at that point? It's like, not a fat thing. It's just, you have a big head. Yeah, there's just a lot of brain in there and creativity, Clint. It's just a, lot a big of ass head. A lot, of, a lot of creativity, and also you don't have to worry about dates anymore, Clint. So you can just wear that hat I, stapled back. Yeah, hope, hopefully my girl <laughs> will love me through it, dude. She'll just support me. He doesn't have a snapback. He has a stapleback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stapleback sounds like a fish. We gotta. We're trying to. We're trying to reintegrate stapleback into our waters. Anyway. We drain the lake. <laughs> Local legends arose about Cornstalk's dying curse being the cause of misfortunes in the area. A legend about his daughter Ericoma is presented as an outdoor drama every year at Chief Logan State Park. I don't know that's racist necessarily, but it's just completely inaccurate. Like, I don't even know that he had a daughter. And it's basically, have you guys seen A Man Called Horse? Or A Man Named Horse? No. That The city of Logan, West Virginia, was known as Aracoma from about 1844 to 1907. So basically the story is the Indians were just defending their, their land. That's all they were doing. But this whole story about Aracoma is that the Indians captured militiaman or a soldier. And they captured him and they're... We're going to make them run trials, which I don't think they even did. But they were going to make them run trials. And I don't know if he passed the trials or not, but Eric Coma, Chief Cornstalk's daughter, fell in love with the guy. And then he became, like, part of the tribe and, like, fought with them. And that's the whole thing. But it's completely bullshit. There's no, there's no basis that's not true at all. But it's, like, a whole thing. They named the town after it. There's nothing so powerful as truth. And often, nothing so strange. Daniel Webster. <laughs> He's not the guy that did the, the dictionary, I don't think. I think that guy's first name was Miriam. I thought that was it's his brother. Dictionary. I thought that was your dictionary voice. No. So uh, so that was just a cool quote when I was doing research that I found. I was like, oh, dude, I'm going to put this in there. So in November of 1966, there were two young couples in Point Pleasant, Steve and Mary Mallet, and Roger and Linda Scarberry. 
They reported to the cops that they saw a very large gray creature. The creature had massive red eyes that glowed when their car headlights hit them, and they described it as, quote, thanks for letting your phone go off, Jake. How fucking unprofessional. You know what, dude? I'm going to let this fucking wasp that's been buzzing around here sting the shit out of you, Jake. And we're going to find out if you brought an EpiPen with you. So that sounded really mean-hearted. I'm going to leave. Yeah, you want me to die? Yeah. So Jesus. the creature had massive red eyes that glowed when their car headlights hit them. And they described it as, quote, a large flying man with 10-foot wings, unquote. Following their car while they were driving in an area outside of town that's known as the TNT area, it's the site of a former World War II munitions plant. Jinkies! That's some serious Scooby-Doo shit. So they think that Mothman lives in this, like, ammunitions abandoned silo and that, like, he's, like, around there, which sounds like a place where kids would go to do the hump. But I don't know how young these kids were, so maybe they were just on a fun ride. But that's what I imagine is happening. So during the next few days, other people reported similar sightings. Two volunteer firemen who saw it said it was a large bird with red eyes. Mesa County Sheriff George Johnson, wow, commented that he believed <laughs> the sightings were due to an unusually large heron he termed a shit poke. I've been called that before. Shit poke. Get out of here, you shit poke. Like, All right. <laughs> I'm never coming back to geometry again. Contractor Newell Partridge told Johnson that when he aimed a flashlight at a creature in a nearby field, its eyes glowed like bicycle reflectors and blamed buzzing noises from his television set and the disappearance of his German shepherd dog on the creature. Wildlife biologist Robert L. Smith at West Virginia University told reporters that descriptions and sightings all fit the Sandhill Crane a large American crane almost as high as a man with a seven-foot wingspan features circles of reddish coloring around the eyes. The bird may have wandered out of its migration route and therefore was unrecognized at first because it's not native to this region. So he thinks it's just a fucking big-ass bird, but dude, I've never thought like, yo, look at that bird over there. It looks like a 10-foot man with huge-ass wings. So over the next handful of days, other townsfolk start tripping and saying they saw this Mothman too. Two firefighters who said it saw it said it looked like a large bird with red eyes. The sheriff of Mason County at the time was George Johnson. What the fuck, Jake? Is the wisest? I didn't write that. Oh. I just wrote the chief cornstalk. <laughs> okay. George said he believed all these sightings were just due to an extraordinary large heron. He turned what the fuck, man? <laughs> Yeah, it's, the exact same. yeah <laughs> it's doubling back. Hold on. Okay, okay, okay. Me... Oh, yeah, shitpoke. I thought you made yeah, a no... joke about shitpoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me, let, me, uh, let me just do the part with the joke. He called out to his dog, and as he scanned the nearby field for the missing pooch, his light was cast upon the monster. The opposing creature just stood there. He told Sheriff Johnson that when he aimed a flashlight at the monster, the eyes glowed quote like bicycle reflectors he immediately said fuck that dog and went back to into his goddamn house <laughs> this was very much remind this very much reminds me of the gremlins scene where that old man is fucking around with the tv antenna and almost gets smoked remember that the guy who's like a who's like a heavy machine operator i haven't seen the gremlins in a long time oh it's good have you seen the gremlins i have seen them but it has been a while yeah there's like a scene where he like his tv's going on he's like what the fuck and he like comes outside and there's a gremlin like Seriously, like, doing fucking flips on his antenna. He's like, what's going on? And then he almost gets killed by these gremlins. But he, like, I think he fucking blasts them. Is gremlins one or two or the Christmas one? The first one is The gremlins. first one is? Yeah. So the like second one is. Movie, yeah. The second one is made 10 years after. They break the fourth wall. Key and Peele do a really funny description of gremlins, too. Because it's like, they go really into specific of Kevin, like, 30 different types of, like, one-off gremlins. Like, one is a cartoon character. And it's, like, an electricity and it's like going through the lights and shit. It's Hulk Hogan is in it and talks directly to the audience. It's fucking wild. Dude, uh, Gremlins 2 is so wild. It's like, but the original is like directed by Steven Spielberg. It's fucking really good. Yeah, the first one's good. Yeah, but I also saw a breakdown of Gremlins where it talks about the mom, dude. The mom comes home and she doesn't know about any of this Gremlin shit. Dude, and like no one's described her. She has no reason to be on high alert. She sees a Gremlin in her kitchen 
immediately grabs the butcher knife, dude, and fucking kills like eight gremlins. Dude, she microwaves one. She gets one with a record player. Dude, all of a sudden, she like has this fucking Rambo flashback where she just starts fucking killing gremlins, dude. It doesn't ask any questions. And dude, it never explains shit to her. That's like the only, like her last scene in the movie is her fucking eliminating, dude, regulating these fucking gremlins. It's so fucking crazy, dude. Like she had no, no inclination. She's just like, oh, this is what we're doing now. We're killing fucking aliens. And just starts, boom, 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 stabbed him to death. Immediately following the string of sightings of Mothman, the town of Point Pleasant experienced its largest tragedy to date. The Silver Bridge was an I-bar suspension bridge that was built in 1928, so by the time it fell in 1967, it was 39 years old. Anna Nicole Smith was also 39 when she passed. Anyway, <laughs> I thought it was interesting. I don't know. I Googled, I was like, who else died when they were 39? And she came up. That's fucked up. What? What's fucked up? It's fucked up. I'm glad I know it was you, Clint. Why? Tainted. I just said a fact. Tainted. <laughs> anyway, this bridge extended over the Ohio River and connected Ohio to West Virginia. The Silver Bridge was an I-bar chain suspension bridge built in 1928 and named for the color of its aluminum paint. The bridge carried U.S. Route 35 over the Ohio River connecting Point Pleasant, West Virginia, and Gallopolis, Galapolis, Galapolis, Ohio. On December 15, 1967, the Silver Bridge collapsed under the weight of rush hour traffic. Dude, kind of like a collapsed, no, lawn, I collapsed lawn chairs under the weight of my girth. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh at that. What? It's a tragedy. But when he, said so collapsed, when he said collapsed under the weight, it made me laugh. <laughs> Dude, I invited Sam, my friend, over to my house once. Dude, I hadn't seen him in a long time. And we sat on my porch and like we drank beers and shit. And I sat on this plastic lawn chair Stevie had. And it started duck walking. I'm like, this is weird. Why is it like <laughs> sliding? And I like adjusted, bro. And then it just gave up the ghost and lost a fucking dude. Both legs just break. And he's like, oh man, that sucks. And I was like, so embarrassed because 10 years previous, I had broken his futon bed under my weight in a similar scenario. And it was like a real fucked up form of <laughs> it's a real fucked up form of deja vu. And I was like, damn. He's like, still breaking furniture, I see, you fat fuck. <laughs> Would it kill you? You should get a GoFundMe for some Weight Watchers. You gotta fucking grow up, Peter Pan. <laughs> <laughs> grow down. <laughs> Dude, I'm still amazed that none of you guys have collapsed in any of those chairs in the garage. Oh, at your like, house? Yeah. Those are fucking home built, though. Those are nice. Yeah. You guys do it in the garage? We do it in his we garage, yeah. Oh, that sounds... Yeah, we play, like what, Talon's, what Talon's talking about is he. we play D&D every Friday night, and we do it in... In Talon's garage on these home built chairs <laughs> that his father in law made. Yeah. But dude, some of them are built sturdy as fuck. No, they're not all built sturdy as fuck, no, but no. some of them are. Yeah. Some of them were uh, in different like eras of sturdiness. Oh, dude, some of those chairs are like professionally built in the silent era. Like they're old as fuck, but dude, some of them are built country strong, dude. Yeah. Like Bill built. Yeah. But it is, yeah, we're in his garage the entire time. Yeah, you guys aren't exactly like. Light. No, well, I mean more just like you don't just sit down. Believe it or not, his garage is nicer than this garage. It's cooler. No, it's uh, like way more. I definitely it's like, believe it. It's yeah. like, a, hey, fuck you. It's like an eighth of the size of this, and you guys are packed in there. We have room for no one else. Who yep. we have is who we get. Yeah, there's like and that is seven it. people in it. But dude, they have a, he has a fan, like a ceiling fan, and like one of those one like coolers that are like have water in them. Uh-huh. You get, dude, it's actually comfortable in here. It's fucking sweaty as fuck. So. Yeah. What's up, Carter? Carter's in. Just open it, dude. It's not locked. The door? Turn the knob. You've never opened that door before? No, I don't think so. Oh, dude. I was wondering, your hand was like up by the window. Was it? Yeah. I don't know. Hey, nice jersey. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Did you get it? Is it new? Yeah. He's just trying to flex. You look good. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. You just <laughs> instantly start drinking. Number like your style. Are you guys not drinking? Just you? I don't know. We're both drinking. Everyone's drinking. The more, I'm 4 p.m. on a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, when Clint gets horny. Ooh. <laughs> we're almost we're almost done. If you want to grab, if you can, uh, we have this chair right here. This little step stool. That's not a yeah, it's not a chair. <laughs> Watch out for the board. Watch out for the board? Its yeah. tongue came out. It fell off the wall. This one? Hey, dude, don't. 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 No. <laughs> don't take the tongue out, dude. Tongue's Because, <laughs> dude, it has sanctity.
That looks like a regular sized chair. No, it doesn't. Just under a large man. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're pretty far. We're almost done. On December 15th, 1967, the Silver Bridge collapsed under the weight of rush hour traffic, resulting in the deaths of 46 people. Two of the victims were never found. Investigation of the wreckage pointed to the cause of the collapse being the failure of a single eye bar in a suspension chain. Due to a small defect 0.1 inches, 2.5 millimeters deep. Like Clint's dig. (laughs) Analysis showed that the bridge was carrying much heavier loads than it had originally been designed for. The collapsed bridge was replaced by the Silver Memorial Bridge, which was completed in 1969. Nice. Nice. What happens when the Silver Memorial Bridge collapses? (laughs) (laughs) The Silver Memorial Memorial Bridge. (laughs) The Memorial of the Silver Memorial Bridge. (laughs) I mean, they're just honoring the the whole thought process. If you guys have seen the Mothman prophecies... That's this is like the whole lead up to this. Spoiler, don't ruin the spoiler movie. alert. Yeah, I'll put that first. But yeah, that's what the whole movie's about. And in the movie, John Keel is, I guess, Richard Greer. Is that what the whole thing is supposed to know. be? But anyway, like I don't get the whole thing, but part of it is like it's like around Christmas time and that's why there's rush hour traffic. I guess it's December fifteenth, but there's a bunch of like presents in the river. And some lady had a dream about it. And that's what the whole movie is. Wow. I thought you said you'd seen it. It's been a long time, dude. Oh, okay. Pretty Woman with Richard Gere. That's a different movie, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You made a big mistake. Huge. That's from Pretty Woman, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry. Across the globe in 1999. What were you doing in 1989, Talon? Uh, I was 12. Wow. 12. So you had just learned about SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah. Good Pokemon. When did that come into play? Oh, I bet. Yeah, I bet. Uh, pretty close to that. That's probably original Game Boy. Finally, a Game reason Boy to live, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my dad brought a Game Boy overseas to us, and we had one, and it was awesome. no shit. What yeah. do you mean? He bought one for like online? No, like he was in the navy, so he brought one from like Shanghai or something. Oh, really? Yeah. Was it in English though? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. You know what's funny? My sister bought me a Yu Gi Oh. Game Boy game, and she was so stoked because she's 10 years older than me, my, my oldest sister. And so she's so excited because I was into Yu-Gi-Oh! And uh, I got it, and it's all in Japanese. So I never knew how to play the game, but it came with a Japanese, it's like some jester wizard card or something like that, but it's in Japanese. And that card is supposed to be worth like a lot of money, supposedly. I still have it, too. Yeah, that's Jake's retirement plan is selling that card. Yeah. It's also on eBay for like 50 bucks, so I don't know. (laughs) I have no idea. So across the globe in 1999 in Moscow, there was also a Mothman sighting. This comrade Mothman foreshadowed the 1999 Russian apartment bombings. So they think that, you know, Mothman is just a symbol of death and doom when you see him. It's like bad shit's going to happen. Kind of like in the movie Practical Magic when she hears that cricket and then like everyone keeps dying in her life. Okay. Fuck me. No one saw that Sandra Bullock movie. All right. Fuck me. I don't think so. Nicole Kidman. No. All right. All right. All right. All right. Fuck me. So just a few short years ago, in 2016, WCHS TV broadcast an image a man had taken of Mothman. The man chose to remain anonymous, obviously, and was driving along Route 2 in Mason County, West Virginia. Sharon Hill, a writer for, of science nonfiction, commented, <laughs> that the image did not show a nine-foot mothman, and it was, quote, a bird, perhaps an owl, carrying a frog or snake away, unquote, and wrote that, quote, there is zero reason to suspect this is a mothman described in legend. There are too many far more reasonable explanations, unquote. I imagine this poor woman has to explain a lot of shit to the locals. (laughs) Can you imagine? She's like, hey, guys, this is Sharon Hill, a writer of, Science non-fiction. She's like, hey, you stupid motherfuckers. The sun's going to rise again. Stop sacrificing virgins. So in 2002, the town began brainstorming for a campaign to encourage tourism in the area. Instead of pulling from the town's historical happenings, the town wanted to flex its flare muscle. They decided to host the Mothman Festival. I guess Sharon Hill wasn't invited to that town meeting. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, yo, we got to have all this Native American shit, Civil War shit we could pull from. They're like, fuck that, put Mothman in. <laughs> so Jeff Wamesley, the organizer for the event, 
has reported 10 to 12,000. That's a fucking name of Jeff a guy. Wamsley. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that guy drinks PBR. <laughs> so uh, the organizer for the event has reported 10 to 12,000 people come to town every year for the festival. This generates hundreds of dollars for the community. <laughs> I had that last part. Yeah. So uh, Bob Roach, a talented artist, then created a 12-foot metal statue that depicts Mothman in all his glory. No expense was spared in showcasing the monster's great body and sexual prowess. <laughs> He's fucking ripped. It's a, little, it's a little sexual. So just a few short years later in 2005, the Mothman Museum and Research Center also opened. I cannot imagine what that bathroom there looks like. <laughs> Can you, dude, the the Mothman Museum and Research Center, I bet it's fucking wild in there. There's only urinals. Can you imagine that on some poor son of a bitch's resume when he's applying for a job? He's like, hey, I see you previously worked at the Mothman Museum <laughs> and Research Institute. He's like, yeah, I ran the place. And like, I bet you did. So we're hiring a cafeteria woman here. I don't know if you'd be interested. We like to call it just the Research Institute. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I bet you when he meets girls on Tinder, he doesn't say he works at a Mothman Museum. He's like, yeah, I'm a museum curator. It's quiet and dignified. So <laughs> I there, went to school for it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Intellitech. There's also a <laughs> <laughs> there's also a Chicago Mothman. I shit you not. There's been sighting of Mothman out in Chi Town. Um, there's also there's not a ton of info on it, but just like there's been sightings. There's also no info on if he's a Kanye West fan, but I bet my ass he is. So what is Mothman? A giant moth humped a giant person. Now they got a mutant kid. Probably not. Is Mothman a genetically engineered creature sent from the future to warn man of its dangers of fluorescent lights? Perhaps. Could he be a creation of fiction pulled right out of the collective subconscious of an overworked and frightened population in the night? Maybe. But what if the real answer isn't that simple? What if the Mothman is what happens when bad feelings and thoughts of dread manifest into something that walks this mortal plane? What if the Mothman is us? Just us, untethered by the laws of physics and sciences as we know it. What if Mothman is something in between? Boop, boop, baby, yo, there is a really popular theory <laughs> that he is a, he, what, what he is, is he's bad vibes that culminate into something. That there's a, an Indian belief. I wish I had written it down. It's like when, when bad thoughts and bad vibes and bad feelings manifest into a spirit that people can see, it's like a really popular belief. And like Stephen King has this thing where he wrote a lot of his books in his basement and dude, it's gotten to the point where like he feels uncomfortable in the basement. Like he feels creeped out. But it's because like all that shit came out and maybe it went somewhere. That's why this garage smells like ass. It's because I work out here and that sweat goes somewhere. It's <laughs> and I feel uncomfortable being here. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so just a couple things about uh, Point Pleasant in pop culture. Mark Twain, the famous ass writer, uh, his grandparents lived in Point Pleasant until his grandfather, also named Samuel Clemens, was killed by a falling log while raising a house with the community, which is an old-timey problem. It's like, like <laughs> he was slaughtered by beaver. Damn. Yeah. How'd yeah. that even happen? They were raising a house, so they're lifting a wall of a house and, and a log, log fell, off. fell down? Yeah, a log off the house. <laughs> I hate logs. Carl Props. <laughs> Carl <Why>? Props. <laughs> they killed he, my father, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Carl Props. <laughs> <laughs> Carl Probst, the automotive engineer, credited in 1940. It's probes. <laughs> you think it's probes? <laughs> Jack, you know. All right. Isn't there probes like Jeff Probst? P-R-O-B-S-T. Carl yeah. Probst, probed the automotive. Yeah. Shut yeah. the fuck. Sorry. Okay. Carl Probst, the automotive engineer in 1940, credited with the design of the Jeep, was born in Point Pleasant. Ray Stevens, pro wrestler. And 2021 WWE Hall of Fame inductee, also from Point Pleasant. Huh. Yep. So what we got, baby. Do you believe in Mothman, Jake? I hadn't even really thought about it. I guess we're supposed to do the back and forth, huh? Yeah. We're supposed to convince Talon. Talon, we're going to try and convince you. It's not looking good so far, guys. Give me 30 seconds. To convince me? Yeah, real quick. You guys are convinced. You got to prove that, that he is real. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Check it out. Clinton's had many opportunities to convince someone in less than 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, listen. The cab's right outside. It's going to be hard because Clinton wrote most of this episode. Listen, listen. Hear me, let, let me see. Yeah. Have you seen the wind? No. But you know it exists. You feel it. Yeah. 
these people felt something. And this manifestation not only was something they could feel, it's something that crossed the plane and it brought this bridge to its knees, killing 46 souls. The curse of Chief Cornstalk came to life that day in the form of the Mothman. The Mothman is real. Is it real that it fits into your cookie cutter little world of, is this right, is this wrong, is this black and this white? Maybe not, Talon. But what I'm telling you is at the end of the day, these fucking people aren't liars. They're good American folks. Do you love America? USA, 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 USA. Do you love America? Or are you some commie piece of shit that doesn't? Do you believe in Mothman? Or right. no, like you so said, so if, if he doesn't like Americans that stole the land from the Indians, hey, it shut, make him hey, a hey, hey, do you believe him? Don't, don't, no, don't no, I get, I get my okay, 30 okay. seconds. We're his, supposed to only do it Jake, for 30 seconds. Jake gets his retort. So it doesn't make you a commie if you don't believe in Mothman. And not to mention, when is it that they first cited Mothman? Like 1956? And Chief Cornstalk made the curse in 16 or 1700, like 1777 or whatever, like. Why would it take that long for the curse to happen? I think they just something bad happened and they blamed it on that. You have Qdoba. Stevie, how often does your food go missing? All the fucking time. <laughs> Sorry, baby. I didn't think you'd remember it when I was eating it. <laughs> when I, I gave was it, looking forward to it all day. I gave it to Mothman. Bro, it's even worse, dude. I ate the Qdoba too. I don't know why. <laughs> no, yes, no, I, you did. Yes, no, I, you did. You didn't send her out to dude, get something you ate. If you see her come, tell me I'm gonna hide, <laughs> dude. Yeah, I did. I did. You just told her to go get the <laughs> other leftovers. She, 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 she said she didn't want it, dude. You heard her. She didn't want it. Why would you bring that one up? I don't know. <laughs> I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm afraid. Hey, I felt so bad. How good are you under pressure? Are you pretty good? No. Seems like you're pretty good. No, I'm not bad. As you can see me, I just fell apart. I blamed Mothman for me. Listen, I was on the fence. <laughs> I was I, I was on the fence about Mothman, and then I heard that you were a dirty food eater of <laughs> leftovers, and now I think I'm just going to have to figure Mothman? it out on my own. No. Okay, I really don't believe Mothman either. But it's funny to convince you. But it's fucked up. Yeah, it is. I think these people saw that bird and they just were freaked out because times are crazy. Yeah, I don't know. The premonition thing is weird, but I don't think that's actually even part of the story. I think that's just the movie and the book. There was a little bit of a premonition, but not crazy. Yeah, it's weird though because when you're looking it up, it's not really part of the story. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's the only creepy part of the whole thing. Anyway. So you just finished the uh, Mothman episode of Gucci's. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Gucci's Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Gucci's Podcast. Send us an email at Gucci's Podcast at Gmail. At the end of every episode, we do a scary story except this one because it was so long. Um, but it's normally user submitted. Please send us those scary stories. We will read them. I'm Clinton. I'm Jake. I'm Talon. Gucci's, baby! Woo! All right. Thanks for listening. That was a good episode. I feel like we read it. <laughs> <laughs> Brimming with confidence. <laughs>